What is up? Brad here with another episode of How to Win with Brad DeMitt. I have my good friend, Nani Bernal, on here today. Nani, how you doing? How you living? How you doing? How you living? How you being, Brad? I'm amazing. I'm glad to be on here today, and I'm ready to give value to your community. So thanks for having me. I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited to have you on, too. The reason why I said how you doing, how you living, how you being is because Nani says that on like every podcast she does, every video, really everything. So, yeah. um, so, so Nani, I, I want to introduce you to a lot of my listeners. I know a lot of people that do listen to me probably see me posting about you almost every day because we're in the Empower Tribe together. That's your group. Yeah. And, um, you know, I want you to tell everybody a little bit about you and, and uh, about why you started the Empower Tribe. Man, where can we start? Where can we start? So I won't go into my deep story. If you want to learn more about my deep story, just, you know, look me up and you'll be able to see that. But I want to really give value for the time that we have. Um, so really, my I'll give you a brief summary, speed it up. Um, I really had a rough beginning, right? I talk about how it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And I truly believe in that because for me, I had to have that belief in myself, right? I had to understand that how I started in my life, all the trouble I got into, uh, the drama, the ordeals that I created in my life, that wasn't the ending of my life. Um, I got into entrepreneurship really when I was younger, had a lemonade stand, sold candy. Uh, I did everything you could and then I got into a bad crowd. Um, started selling drugs, lost a lot of friends due to drugs, partying, getting arrested, fighting. But it was really because I was broken. And it was really because I was missing so many pieces that I was looking for and I was trying to fill up voids. And everyone knows when you have a void, it's either a short-term fix or a long-term fix. And I was addicted to short-term fixes. Oh, it made me feel good in this moment, but then afterwards I didn't feel so good. Um, I got out of high school. And when I got out of high school, I really wanted to have a change for my life. I really wanted to make things happen for myself. So I got into sales, which I started at a call center and I fell in love fell in love with the concept of leadership, the concept of accountability, the concept of really just creating something for yourself. And I fell in love with over the phone sales um, because I've realized I could be whoever I want to be on this phone. All I got to do is close the deal. Um, I worked for that business for about five years and I started off as a rep, only eight people. After five, fast forward five years, I helped them hit seven figures with two businesses. We started up a partnership with a moving brokerage. I was a manager and I was supposed to be potential partner. Um, when I got them the goal they wanted to hit, they told me they only told me that to work harder um, and they weren't gonna give me the partnership. So that's really when my, my entrepreneurship on my own had to start. I started up a health insurance floor, dominated that, hit six figures within the first 45 days. Realized I hated health insurance um, just because I didn't have the proper leadership. Now I would love to start it up again. I started up a moving brokerage, really replicated the system that I created over there. I'm really big on systems, processes, and just training cycles. Um, and then we hit 350,000 in sales within the first three months of business, got into a real bad partnership, um, and things went downhill from there where I had to really figure things out for myself. Um, I fell into a community called the 10X Ambassador Group, and that's really what started holding me accountable to wanting to get to the next level of myself. Personal growth, I fell in love with. Started reading books, started being around the right people, environment, groups, got out of my shell and started doing lives. And then I went to GrowthCon. And when I went to GrowthCon, Steve Harvey spoke. And at this time, I was already going through a phase of wanting to have more purpose than I already felt. Um, you know, have you ever done something and you know you're successful at it, but you don't feel successful at it. You're not proud of yourself. And that's how I was really feeling. I got into my lead and I got into faith. Uh, I started going to church and around this time, GrowthCon started. 
I uh, went to GrowthCon and Steve Harvey spoke to my soul. I was sitting in a premiere seat and I remember like, I felt like he was talking to me. He was talking about purpose and how so many of us have a purpose, but we don't even realize it because we're over there yoking on someone else's purpose, going on someone else's obstacles, taking on all this shit that's not meant for us. And then when we get to the end of the road, we're like, well, why don't I feel good? It's because it's not yours. And when he said that, it hit me. I was like, shit this is why I don't feel this good because it's not mine. I, I got into the moving business because I was mad at the owners that screwed me over. I got into the sales game because I had no other way out. And I'm like, there has to be more for me. I remember circ writing down four or five names in power, in theory, in pack, in this. And I circle in power and I look at my best friend and I tell him, Rob, I'm going to start up a mastermind community and I'm going to impact over a million people. I'm going to make a noise. And this is what I'm doing. He's like, you're crazy. Two weeks later, I closed down my moving company that was making me money, and I decided to be completely selfless. Um, I wanted to give back because I was selfish for so many years, and I started up Empower. Started off as a little accountability group. Uh, I got 20 people for free, 90 days, coached them so I could get testimonies. After 90 days happened, I realized I love this shit, and the people that I showed my tactics to, it's helping. And then from there, fast forward a year and a half, I'm rubbing elbows with Brad Lee, Jonathan Hawkins, uh, Michael Burt. We just finished a call up with Billy Jean, interviewed Ed Milet, and now I have this big community. Um, I'm monetizing. We hit six figures at the end of the year of 2019, and we're on pace for six figures again this year. So um, right now, I'm just really taking that wave. I love it. And, you know, I'm, I'm a part of this group, and I'm so glad that I met you and, you know, like... And I've seen, I've known you since 10X Growth Con a few yeah. years ago. Uh, you, really, you just followed me on Instagram. And, and uh, a lot of you don't know, actually, but Nani really helped me start this podcast. She told me yeah. exactly what I needed to do and how to do it. And, and it wasn't that hard, but Nani, you know, she took the time. She didn't really know me. We just followed each other on Instagram. DM'd her one day. We just started talking. And she, she helped me. And that actually it led to me joining her group. And the amount of value at the time of this recording, I've been in Empower Tribe for about five months now. And the yep. amount of value and the people, the connections that I've made in this group in the last five months were amazing, you know? And, and that shows what kind of leader you are, Nani, because, you know, you, the shirt I'm actually wearing right now, um, you know, it. it's actually, it's, it's her shirt. It says leader set or bosses, bosses say, say go. go. Leaders say let's go. Exactly. Let's go. So leaders say, let's go. And, you know, I, a lot of us are, are in leadership positions. And yeah. uh, even if you're not, you should want to at least be in a leadership, be a leader in your own life. Yeah. So I want to go into leadership a little bit. What are okay. the key traits of being a leader? And, um, and just, just go into leadership. See uh, what, what you have to say about that. And that's, that's actually a really good question, right? Because there is so many definitions to a leader um, people make. But I think that leadership really starts with you, right? Um, I can't lead you if I'm not leading myself. And I'm a firm believer of saying that all the time, that uh, foundation starts with you. Leadership starts with you. Mindset starts with you. Um, you can't hold people accountable if you can't keep yourself accountable. And I really tested myself uh, last year starting up with this accountability group because that meant that I can't hide behind my bullshit no more. Um, I can't say I'm going to do something and not do it. Uh, and now I'm holding people to a standard that I got to meet myself. So leadership for me is big. And I think that leadership is something that everyone should really practice because whether it's leading your home, leading your relationships, leading your business, it all comes down to the choices you make and the example you set. And what are you telling yourself every day? And I truly believe that if you can't keep a commitment to you, you can't keep a commitment to me. That's like me saying, Brad, 
I don't wake up early every day. I miss appointments. I never show up, but I'm telling you, Brad, I got you. I'm going to show up for you. How likely are you going to be like, yeah, no, because it's true. How can I give you my word if I can't keep my own word? So for me, leadership's everything. It's how I embody it. I embody it so I can lead my ship correctly. And I always say that leadership starts with you because you need to lead your ship Leave your, leave your shit behind so you could actually point it in the right direction and keep going. The fundamentals to a leader for me is accountability. Um, every need, everybody needs ownership. Ownership starts with you owning your shit so you could go ahead and own the shit, right? Um, and for me, it's also having integrity, being impeccable to your word, uh, saying you're going to be committed to something, saying that you're going to do it and actually follow through no matter how hard it is, no matter what the situation is, becoming resourceful and creating resources out of it. I also believe that uh, leadership, I stated it's accountability, um, it's in having an impeccable word, and then it's also having a grit, right? Um, having that perseverance mindset that even though I may not know what to do in the situation, I'm gonna be a problem solver. I wanna figure out how I can get around this situation. So for me, if you're not practicing leadership, go ahead and start diving into it because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And that goes into my five C's that I always speak about uh, consciousness, confession, clarity, commitment, and then consistency. I love the five C's you, you go into that. I mean, that's, that's fun. And um, another thing that you always say is turn your mess into your mission, right? Yeah. And um, go into that a little bit because uh, you know, people go through things and uh, you got to turn it into your mission. Yeah, I mean, I said it yesterday on our mastermind call, right? Like, there is nothing you can tell me uh, that hasn't happened to me that I didn't let define me. And I think that a lot of us let other people's expectations, other people's titles, other people's potential on us, we let them cap us. And we let them put us behind bars um, that are, we're incarcerated by other people's titles, other people's opinions. And then we end up believing that. And for me, I've learned that I need to turn my mess into my mission because my mess is my story. My test is my testimony. I was a drug dealer, drug user, dropout. Um, you know, I've had $2.5 million. I've had it stolen from me. I've had, you know, the best of the best and I've had bad partnerships. And how I really realized is that my mess defines me and that there's no way that I'm this great. Just anyone listening to this, there's no way you're this great. There's no way that you're this strong. There's no way that you're this amazing and God wasn't going to throw some oppositions your way. With great opposition comes great vision. Just like with great vision comes great opposition. But you got to understand that your problems don't overshadow your purpose. Your purpose is way bigger than any problem that has. And you got to think of it this way. When I see a problem come around now, I'm excited. Why? Because my mess doesn't define me. My mess helps me grind. My mess helps me find my mission. My mess helps me say my story where I'm like, hold on. Remember, remember that time, Nani, when you were 15 years old and you were this little shit and you were all fucked up on drugs and you thought this was the worst moment of your life? And I'm like, yeah, I remember that. Well, remember when you were 18 years old and you found out that all your money that you inherit was taken from you and you're like, man, I'm done. Yeah, that's right. Well, remember when you said that was the worst time of your life? Yeah. Remember when you said you couldn't get through it? Yeah. Well, look at where you're at right now. So your mess doesn't define you. What your mess does is help you refine you. It helps you refine your, your, your thoughts. It helps you refine your mission. It helps you refine what you're really here for. So if you're someone where you're like, man, I'm dealing with a bunch of problems. I, I just don't know what to do. Look at the bigger picture. You got, you were thrown these problems because you know, you can handle it. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. They're like, man, I'm too weak for this. No, no, no. You just have a mindset that you're not seeing clearly yet. You see, a lot of times we have glasses on and sometimes they're a little cracked. And in your eyes, you could see in the vision and you're like, 
man, this isn't for me, but if I put them on, I'm like, wow, this is for you because you can handle it. So your mess, it's your mission. Your test is your testimony. Remember, with great vision comes great opposition. You weren't created to be this great not to handle something that strong. Love that. That's, uh, you know, Nani's always dropping value. And I've, I've seen you grow so much over the past two years, and it's, it's so fun. Uh, I know eventually, you know, that we're going to do events together. I, I can see you and me on stage. Um, you know, I always like to tell people, that, especially people that want to get into speaking, different tips of what they can do. Do you have anything you like to say about that? I think really it's about just getting your mess your message out there, right? Um, for me, I worked really hard to get into where I'm at. I didn't pay anybody to get where I'm at. I didn't pay to be at events. I didn't go ahead and pay for the credibility I got. I worked for it and I worked endlessly. Russell Brunson talks about you have either money or you got time. I had no fucking money. So what did I have? I had time. And what did that mean? That means that I had to dedicate my year last year to not having relationships, to not having fun, but just dedicating what my mission was. It's, it's funny because Ed Milet talks about it. What's the price that you're willing to pay now? The price that you're willing to pay right now is very minimal to the price that you'll pay later. The price I paid last year was working all night, waking up extremely early, getting on calls all day. But guess what? The reward was now I have a solid community. Now I have this credibility. Now people trust me. They like me. I like me. I'm confident in me. And when you build that confidence with you, other people see it, right? And another thing is, um, I'm very authentic. I, I, I'm not with that wave. I'm, I'm very intentional. I decided that I didn't want to be profit-driven like a lot of these gurus or a lot of these people that you hear. I wanted to be purpose-driven, and I found God. And, and when I found God, um, I realized that my mission is so much greater, and I'm not here to build businesses. I'm here to build people. And when people recognize that, they want to be a part of it, right? So when it comes into any speaking engagements, you got to bring value to the table and not expect um, it to be given to you. Now, if there's an event I want to be a part of, you know, I, I make my way to see how I can be a part of it. How can I leverage them? How can I bring something to them? Um, but the work, the, the sauce is do the fucking work, do the fucking work and people will recognize it. You build it, they will come. And when you build your brand, people will come. People will ask you to be a part of their movement. People will ask you to be on their podcast. People will ask you for advice. And that's kind of just how it happened for me. I, I built something amazing. Um, I got in front of the right people. And I showed out when I got in front of them. You know, a lot of people get cold feet. You're looking for the opportunity and then the opportunity comes and you don't give it all you got. Anytime something comes, I give it a hundred percent. Today I was coaching someone. He's like, I'm looking for a work-life balance. And I laughed and I said, that's insane. He's like, why? I'm like, there's no such thing as that. You think that when I'm home with my kid and, I, and I'm working, that I'm 50 with my kid, 50 here? No, I've been in my same house as my daughter Okay, for the last eight hours, and I've been working since eight o'clock this morning, and I haven't given 100% to my kids today. Why? Because I'm working where I'm at right now, where my feet's at, so I could provide for her, so I could keep doing what I'm doing. I'm 100% here. So wherever I'm at, that's what you're getting. When I'm with my kid, it's 100% my kid. I'm not working. When I'm working, it's 100% I'm working. So it's really about showing up, shutting up, and just really reaping what you sow. The work you do now is what you're going to receive in 90 to 120 days later. So watch what you're doing because it has an effect. There's so many bombs you just dropped right there. I don't even, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, we could go into so many things you just said. Um, but, you know, it's funny, yesterday you and me were talking and uh, you were talking about how you went skydiving and you're talking about doing things that scare you. And, you know, for me, I know this is crazy, but I'm not scared of many things. Like when you were asking, you put, you, we were talking yesterday and you're asking everybody like, what's something that scares you? I had to really think about it. And I was like, what scares me? You know, cause I'm the kind of guy that's just going to go out and do something. 
But for some reason, when you put that thing, if you skydiving, skydiving is one of those things that like, I know I can do it, but it does scare me just a little bit. <laughs> so yeah. Until I you actually find that fucking plane and you're hanging off the thing and you're the first person out, then you're going to be scared. Oh, I know. So I'm actually putting that on my vision board that I'm going to go skydiving just because it scares me a little bit. I will go with you. We'll drive Let's do your it. boyfriend and we'll go with you. We'll drive up there. It's good fishing over there anyway. Let's do it. That's uh, definitely, I think. Um, and, and so I wanted to, where I wanted to go with that though, is why is it so important to do things that scare you? It's important to do things that scare you because you need to understand that you're not a pussy. And I'm sorry uh, to <laughs> use that word, but, but it's true, right? Um, I think someone like you, for example, like you just said, I'm not scared of many things, right? And for me, I'm not scared of many things either. I, you throw me in the water, I'm going in head first, right? Um, I, I've been with the worst of them and I've been with the best of them. And there's not many things that scare me, but things that scare me are things that challenge me. Why? Because I'm someone that wants to always win. I'm someone that always wants to come at top. I'm someone that I, if something breaks me, I want to know how it broke me because that's something that scares me, right? So when I think of something that scares me, I want it to challenge me. So it helps build my curiosity and it helps build my vulnerability, right? I think that a lot of people and anyone listening to this, um, you got to adapt to things. And I said this yesterday, the two traits is curiosity and vulnerability. And I think that when you put yourself in a position to be like, you know what, I actually am really scared of this. I'm scared of heights. So I'm going to go ahead and challenge myself. You see, I wasn't scared of skydiving. I'm scared of heights. I'm not scared of a lot of things, but I'm scared of losing my daughter, right? I'm scared of, uh, and losing my daughter comes with a lot of things. What if I fail and, and, and what I'm doing? What if she hates me for what I'm doing, right? Not only in a deaf way, but a way where I let people down. I'm scared to fail, right? Uh, and it's, it's important to always keep yourself on your toes because if you're not, you're gonna stay stagnant. It's important to challenge yourself because if you're not, you're gonna think your shit doesn't stink. And Billy Jean talked about it today, ignorance and ignorant. Uh, arrogance and ignorance, right? I think that that's what fills us when we don't challenge ourselves to say, all right, well, am I really scared of this? Well, can I really do this? And I explained it to you guys yesterday when I overcome my fear of actually jumping off a plane. It wasn't the jumping off the plane. It was the fact that I was afraid of heights. And now I'm on a plane 14,000 feet and I'm jumping off of a perfectly okay airplane. Why am I doing that? Because I wanted to challenge myself. I wanted to trust me. Do I really trust me? And when I did that, it built a confidence in me that I could do anything I put my mind to, right? Um, I go shooting with my boyfriend and believe it or not, for me, I got a friend, I had a really good best friend of mine when I was 12 years old, rest in peace, got shot right in front of me um, and passed away. And for me, my whole life, I was petrified of blood and I was petrified of guns. And I didn't want to be around guns. So the first day that we went shooting, I did not want to tell him I'm afraid of guns. And like, he knows my story. And he, he thought, he's like, are you afraid right now? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. The second I held that gun, I was like trembling. Right. But when I actually shot it, I was like, oh my God. Like I just, I just overcame a false belief, a limiting belief that I had in my head that I can't do this, that I'm not strong enough. And then it made me realize right there too that, wow, it's so important to challenge yourself when you're scared of something because it does build that confidence with you. And when you build confidence with you, you trust you more. So it gave me that ability of, okay, well, if I can do this, I know I could go and start a business. I know I can get in front of a stage. I know that I'll, I could be able to defend myself or, or fend for myself. So it's so important to be vulnerable and curiosity because it creates that creativity. It builds up that confidence and it makes you want to strive for more and more and more. I love that. Just like Tony Robbins says, fear is false evidence that appears real. Exactly. So it is. And, and, overcome and it. It's so true. You know, I was at the edge of that plane and 
it took me back to the Will Smith, uh, you know, video where he talks about how you have to say that you love it. And you'll see me in my video. I'm literally repeating. I love this moment. I love this moment. I love this moment. I love this moment. And the second I'm dropping, I was like, wow, I do love this moment. What, what about this? Don't I love I'm above the sky. I'm, I'm, a, I'm flying with the birds right now. I'm looking at the grand Canyon. I, I got my whole crew with me. I had, it was an empower mastermind. We were doing a team building event. I got the people I love and the people I mentor with me. Like, why wouldn't I love this moment? We're doing something that most people are afraid of, you know? Exactly. That's so cool. I, you know what? That's, I'm going to go skydiving with you. That's, that's going to be what we do. Uh, because, you know, eventually I know we're going to be doing Empower Masterminds in person. You know, right, t- right now at the time of this recording, it's, it's during the whole coronavirus thing, which we'll look back at that in a few years and it's going to be funny. But, um, you know, it's, it's a crazy time right now. We're still, uh, it's, it's towards the end a little bit here, I, I'd say. But, you yeah. know, but it's funny, though, because I, I know that uh, eventually you and me are going to meet. And we're going to do events. I, I feel like you're like a sister to me and we've really only talked over zoom calls and over the phone but we are gonna man the best relationships i have created have been just like this right like uh my boyfriend always says like how do you how did you meet this person i'm like oh online (laughs) he's like what like you guys just randomly met each other and i think it's not about if it's online or if it's in person it's more about intention right um i've realized that i want to be intentional about every relationship i create I want to be able to create that energy in the room where it's contagious that I meet you and I know that you're a good person. I meet you and my leadership rubs off on you. I meet you and you, and you feel that love, right? Um, we've only communicated on zoom and I, like, like you said, I, you feel like I'm a sister. I feel like you're like a little brother to me. I, I, I told my, my boyfriend just now, I'm like, I'm going to do an interview, uh, with like my little bro. I got him to start this podcast and it's pretty badass. And now I get to be featured on it. So I think it's really about intention when you meet people. And when you get really clear on who you want to be and conscientious of where your environment is, you just start manifesting good people around you. Exactly. And you know, it's so cool about Empower Tribe. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely put a link. I'll, I, I post it all the time. I always tell people to join Empower Tribe. And I've had some people join because, you know, the coolest part about it is Nani has got these group of people together. And, and a lot of people are in all different, different careers, different, different things, but we're all on the same mission right everything like we got people from 18 year olds to like 60 year olds in the building no lie (laughs) oh it's it's like the biggest like it's it's everyone's so different but everyone gets along and it's so awesome and like i mean i've met people that are in the netherlands people that are you know over in like boston all over all over the place and i that's what i'm in love with right like i'm in love with the fact that we all think we're so different, right? And we all think that everyone comes with a judgment. And when you get in a community like this, you realize, man, we're not different, man. Like we all have a story to tell. We all have a mission. And, and when you're together, it's greater than separating each other and dividing each other. So when it comes to my group, there is no race. There is no religion. There is no, I'm judging you. I'm better than you. It's I'm just like you. And I always say, I'm, I'm not here to break you. I'm here to build you because I believe that bosses say go and leaders say go, let's go because I want to be in the trenches with you. And I think that me building this community everyone has adapted that that culture of I, I want to build people I, I want to build people how can I help you how can I how can I be of great of assistance to you no matter how old you are no matter how far you've come how can I help you is it is it simply just listening to what your problem is is it simply directing you to somebody is it simply being a resource for you um, and, and and for me I really believe that a lot of people have masterminds communities confused they want to charge 200 bucks they want to charge uh, so much money but not give too much value I'm about building relationships relationships you know 
you got to provide value. You know, that's in life, that's in sales, that's in everything you have yep. to provide value. And, and the people that provide value are the people that get it. Relationship building, man. Exactly. So I want to ask you another question. What's your favorite book? I know that you've, you've always recommended books to, for me to read. What is your favorite book? Oh, man, I have so many. I'm like a bookworm. Honestly, the book that really, really did it for me and man, I think and grow rich, obviously I'm a, I'm a big Napoleon Hill fan, like super, super big. Uh, I have all his book, uh, all his books. I really like riches don't bring wishes. And that's from Napoleon Hill. Um, one of my favorites, but if I had to say a book that really inspired me, um, was be obsessed or be average by Grant Cardone. Um, that got me, that put a fuel under my ass and that's the, how I discovered Grant. But if I had to say a book that I always suggest to anybody, it would be The Way of the Warrior by Erwin McManus. He's a pastor. Um, and man, that book will really, really make you hit some self-reflection and really, really make you dig deep with the skeletons that are in your closet. And not only mentally, but physically, right? Not spiritually only, but personally. Uh, that book, I, I recommend it to everybody. When I first read it, I probably bought 100 copies and I kept handing it out to people because it's just something you got to listen to. I love that. I haven't actually, I mean, I've heard of Beer Sets to Be Average, but, um, and Think and Grow Rich, obviously I read that when I was 14. Yeah. Um, but I've never heard of that one. I'll, I'll check that out. The Way of the Warrior. He's a pastor. Um, so a lot of people don't read. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm a big firm believer of faith. Uh, I, I talk about it all the time. And for me, that has helped me with my guidance. And I really believe that Erwin McManus is the man. So if you haven't read The Way of the Warrior, go read The Way of the Warrior. He even has a podcast where he goes through every chapter, dissecting it with you. So I was really all in on that book. And I'm really all in on reading books with pastors only because they really define leadership. Um, and I love the concept of leadership and faith together. Love that. Well, I'm going to wrap it up here in a second, but I do want to ask you one more question that I, I'm starting to ask people just because my podcast is called How to Win with Brad DeMint. So yeah. I, you know, it's a lot about winning and a lot of what I talk about is winning. So what is the mindset you have to have to be a winner, Nani? Man, that question could go on for days. The mindset to be a winner or how to win. Wait, can you say that one more time for me? What's the mindset you have to have to be a winner? I mean, you know, how to win, but really the mindset you have to have. Because, you know, life's about mindset most of the time, right? So what is that yeah. mindset? Mindset to be a winner, man. That's, that's a really good question. And I want to answer it correctly. So give me a second. <laughs> I need to digest this question. The mindset to be a winner, I guess, really, it's to have an open mind, right? To have a curious mind, um, just like what we spoke about, curiosity and vulnerability. Because to be a winner, you can't only win in one area. You have to learn how to win in every area. And in order to learn how to win in every area, you have to be curious. A lot of people I see that are egotistic, they're only winning in one area, and they're so afraid to go to the next thing because they're not confident in them. But when you adapt the mindset of I'm curious, I'm vulnerable, I got this, I can, I can keep going. You got to make sure you got thick skin. You got to make sure you're vulnerable. You got to make sure that you're curious. And most importantly, make more, most importantly, you got to make sure you're committed. You could be everything in this world, but if you're not committed, you're not vulnerable, you're not curious, um, you're not someone that's going to keep persevering, you're never going to win in life. You're only going to win in one area. And I think that a lot of people adapt, oh, well, I'm comfortable here. I'm winning here. Cool. Well, if I put you out in the desert, are you still going to win? I left you there for seven days. What are you going to do? Are you going to go ahead, curl up in a little ball? Are you going to come back and you're dehydrated? Are you going to figure out 
how the hell do I get myself out of this situation? How am I going to be a problem solver? Am I going to be curious enough to touch that cactus that, I, that may have water in it? Am I going to be vulnerable enough to go ahead and, and put leaves all over my body so I'm covering myself with it? You know what I mean? Like, so I think the mindset of a winner is to be curious to be vulnerable, to make sure that you're driven, to make sure you have perseverance and just know that you have to have that confidence factor in not just one area, but every area. And curiosity builds that. So anyone that told you, I know when we're younger, they tell you, don't touch this, don't go into that, don't be nosy, be nosy, be curious. Go ahead, put your, touch that shit. So you know that you won't touch it again because if you're not curious, you're never gonna know. If you don't take risks, you're never gonna go ahead and try. Um, and believe it or not, curiosity and risk-taking, boy, that does something to you. When, you. when you think something is gonna go one way and it goes the complete opposite. That was a great answer. I mean, <laughs> I know you wanted to, that, that was a great answer. And uh, you know, like I like to say is if you win the day, you win the month, you win the year, you win your life. And when you win your life, you're gonna do a lot more than win. Yep. And it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Right. I think a lot of people try to cap themselves on, well, this happened to me. Listen, everything has happened to me. You know, my dad had a child with his sister. My family broke up completely. I lost my friend at 12 years old, got shot right in front of me. I got into all type of drugs, but I was about to go into the junior Olympics. I was about to take a full ride scholarship to Indiana state, blew out my fucking knee. Didn't go to college, had to drop out, got pregnant at the age of 18, thought I was set and I had 2.5 million because of my arm. Um, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm considered a handicap, by the way. Um, the same injury that Inky Johnson has, I have it, uh, but he has it a little bit worse than me. And I've decided my whole life that I'm not going to let someone define me. I'm going to define myself, right? Um, so I, I've had it all business-wise too. I've had a business that was successful. I trusted people. Screw me the fuck over. And I had to start all over again. So there's nothing that you can tell me that you haven't gone through that I can't relate to. And if you think that it's over for you now, then go ahead, throw in the towel. You're a loser. You're a quitter. But guess what? You're going to feel it more than anything when you realize and you wake up every morning, man, I'm greater than this. That's why I say your purpose is greater than your problems. Don't ever let your problems overshadow your purpose. You really got to see that, man, maybe God made me because I could handle this. Think of it this way. How crazy is it that there's a billion people in this world, billion people, and God created you? No one has your same eyes, your same nose, your same cheeks, your same lips, your same body structure. There's only one Brad DeMint in this world. How amazing is it to know that, that he made you? made you and gave you all this purpose, gave you all this journey for you. So if you don't think of it like that, then you better start changing your mindset. I love that. Well, Nani, you're a great person. You're a great mom. You know, you're a great friend to me. You've definitely made an impact on my life and a lot of other people's lives. So, you know, I appreciate you and I'm glad you're in my life. Love you, man. I'm proud of you. You keep doing what you're doing and you're going to go very, very far, brother. So if you're listening right now, do the right thing and subscribe, share this to your network. Um, if you're following Brad, you're doing the right thing already. He's a, he's a really great kid and he's going to go really far. And if you think different, too bad. Just watching the sidelines. <laughs> Thank you, Nani. Love you too. Nani, where can people find you at? You guys know where to do it. Uh, if you like what you're seeing, like, wait, like I said, if you like what I'm saying, like what I'm doing, like what you're seeing, go ahead and follow me on Instagram. That's at Azonani, A-Z-O-N-A-N-I. Go follow the Empower Tribe. Um, and most importantly, if you want to get more involved with what I'm doing, the community that Brad's talking about, go ahead and ask him or hit that click link in his show notes. He has an affiliate code. So that way you guys get more involved or just ask me, say, Hey, I heard you on Brad's show. I want to learn more. Awesome. 
Well, Nani, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. Let's keep winning, guys. You'll hear from me soon. Let's go.